Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Rave with Mara podcast. On the podcast today, I'm talking about um, two movies, or rather, I'm doing a review of two movies and then some. I'm talking about the issue of people deciding to give birth, whether or not they are capable of taking care of the children. So yeah, stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. I remain your host and producer, Maranatha Avatar. So the first movie I'm going to be reviewing today is Gangs of Lagos. Yo! Yo! If you haven't seen this movie, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. I know that a couple of persons had problems with this woman <laughs> being on it, but we cannot discredit the movie or awesome, amazing people that were in that movie or that made that movie what it is because she appeared in a couple of scenes. It wasn't even more than two scenes, I think. So yeah, but if you haven't seen it, this is your final chance to go and see that movie because I'm so sorry, I'm going to be giving you guys a lot of spoilers because, yo, I don't think there's a way I can talk about the movie without making reference to some certain parts. Alright, so the movie is centered in Isaleko or in Lagos um, and how the street gangs are involved in making political or a huge part of making political decisions in Nigeria and even with the current 2023 elections even um, across every board um, the gubernatorial the senate house of rep and all of that Togri was a big part of that so this movie sort of highlighted that but um, the movie proper stirred three friends um, that started up as childhood friends who were interested in one girl who is the only child to a street gang leader. And in one of their tea-free and petty tea-free and all that, they ended up stealing from a woman. At the end of the day, they went to report them to the Elaine and eventually they brought them to his place or his cabin. And that was Obalola's first meeting. Obalola is to be Bakari. I'm not sure I'm going to remember a lot of the names. Their names in the movie. For anyone I don't remember, I'm going to be using their government name. Pardon me. Obalola is to be Bakari. And so Obalola, um, Chike, and Adesua. Chike's name is Omoibo in the movie. And then he has another name, Panama or Pana. I don't know. And then um, Adesua. Adesua's name is Ebu or gifts in the movie. So three of them were the childhood friends that somehow got sucked into life of gang because, well, they needed to survive, so to say. And that was Obalola, that's to be Bakari's um, first meeting with Nino. So Nino Lowo is this perfect guy with a blend of bad and good. So you know all those all those um, bad people that you know, they do bad things, right? But... They have a good heart. And in a way, Obalola turned out to be like that. So you're doing evil things, so to say. You're helping um, drug lord. You're helping them move drug. You're helping them um, foster so and so and so. That is all shades of bad. But at the same time, you have a heart attached to the business. So you, you listen to people and whatnot and whatnot. So when I saw that, 
Nino was that kind of Eroku. I knew that something was going to go wrong with him. Because from that um, third scene, where the Ennio and him, that's Nino and Kazim were there, and then he asked Kazim to leave them, to give them privacy, I knew that something was going to go wrong. So I already saw that that guy was going to die. But even when it happened, like when it happened, it still pained me because I was just really like, oh my God, he didn't have to die. But I knew like he had this guy written all over it. I knew from that instance that Omo. Now, Oba's father died in the same line of business. The same street gang, street life and whatnot and whatnot. So Obalola's mom did not want her son to be in that same scene. But you know what they say about history having a repeat of itself? I think it was the same thing that happened with Obasco because it's kind of hard or difficult to derail from a path that you've seen your father. Well, in a way, he didn't see his father because he was a young boy when, when the guy was murdered. But you know how all these things are. Sometimes history has a way of repeating itself all over again. But anyway, it now happens that... Nino adopted Obalola. Obalola turned out to be like really book smart. He wasn't just about the whole stealing, let's steal somebody's bag and you know make away with the cash and whatnot. But um he turned out to be like pretty smart and Nino was happy about that. He adopted him and eventually when Nino died, um he found himself back on the street. So and now Kazim adopted them, not as a son but as a street urchin now. So it, it now happened that his own dream of traveling out, going to school, coding and programming and all that died. Fast forward to them now getting older. Kazim has basically turned all three of the friends, Chike, Toby and Adesua, into gangs, you know, and they were fighting and collecting so-and-so, demanding information, basically all the other things that you know that street guys usually do pana who is chike all he ever wanted was to make music and blow but you know how these people are now they will end up using something that you want as a as a hey god there's a word for it to be teasing you like they'll be using it to hang above your head so at every point they need you to do something really dirty for them they'll keep that thing there and say if you do this thing for me trust me finish doing this thing once you come back I'll do so-and-so for you. I'll set you up with so-and-so. Just go and do this thing now and come back. And the next thing, you are going to be in charge of so-and-so. Or I will give you this thing that you want. So Kazim did the bad thing and wanted to pin it on the guy. And now make it seem like it wasn't his fault that that happened. The whole story went on and went on. We now realize that Kazim was as bad as they came. Pana died, which was a very touching scene for everybody. The way he was murdered, because the guy didn't—he didn't have it in him to actually shoot anybody or even kill anyone. He was just this guy who wanted to do his music, collect unofficial taxes from market women, which was the only thing really that he could do. But I'm mad at Obasco because at the points where he was supposed to be helping Chike. To go and kill the guy. They didn't even want to kill the guy. They just wanted to go and tell him to leave town that day. But Obasco was there having a stupid fight with Tenny, their stupid crush from when they were children. And he was busy banging somebody while, um, what's his name? Chike was getting murdered. I felt like going into that screen and 
slap in the hell out of Toby Bakari. Like, how the hell did you forget this very important thing? That you knew that this guy was supposed to go and do that thing and then come back and meet the producer for his long-awaited dream. It was sad. Most people who watched it cried in that scene, which is understandable. And honestly, the movie was a hit back-to-back. Everything about this was just superb. Everybody on that movie killed it. Black Amaru, he acted as terrible and he killed his role as well. A lot of people were in the movie. Um, what's this guy's name again? Um, I was really surprised, Latan. Well, people said he was in his natural element. I don't know about that, but he really did amazing. The fight scenes were really good. Like, really, really good. I did not expect that, but Nollywood has been taking us back to back with some really dope ass movies and i really commend them for this movie everybody in this movie from the main characters to the um side acts everybody brought their a game and i'm super proud of nollywood and the producers of this movie so yeah i'm, I'm happy i got to see this movie so if you haven't seen it this is your last warning i might have spoiled some scenes for you but uh maybe not go and watch it go 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 and watch it so yeah that's my first movie review. Now, the next movie I want to review. The movie is actually a very stupid movie. It is the reality of some friendship dynamics. It is actually very stupid. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. I don't know how, how else to explain it. The title of the movie is A Simple Lie. So it stars Bisola, um, Kiki, and Donna. What's, what's her real name? Oh my god. I'm so surprised I can't remember the real name. Anyway, I can't remember her real name, but main characters in the movie, Donna, Kiki is Fade, and Busola is Mboma. Then with two guys, Azim, what's that guy's name? Xavier, yes. So five of them were the main acts in this movie. Boma is best friends with Azim. Azim is married to Donna. Um, Fade and Boma are best friends as well. And then... Donna and Xavier, uh, they had a thing in the past. Maybe like first love or whatever. I don't know. Now, Boma and Azim. Oh, God. This thing is, it wants to run me mad. But I'm ready for it. I'll start again. Um, Fade and Boma are best friends. Then, Boma and Azim are also best friends. But Azim is married to Donna. Donna now became best friends with Boma as a result of her husband being friends with Boma. Now, Xavier and Donna had something in the past. So like first love or whatever. I don't know, but they had like a very strong connection. Like they were in love prior to something else happening and Donna going ahead to get married to Azim. So now when Boma starts to complain about not finding love and being alone and whatnot and whatnot, um... Donna introduced Xavier, who is her ex-lover, <laughs> to Boma. Boma fell in love, in quotes, and wanted Xavier all to herself. But Xavier was still obsessed or in love. I don't think that thing was love. Because he was still obsessed with Donna. Whereas, Fade, her best friend now, Boma's best friend, constantly has... A relationship. Azim has an affair. Always have an affair. Because it was like, they didn't make it seem like it was a one-time thing. They always have an affair. So Azim and Fadi always have that affair going on. And then Boma, who is the best friend of Azim, has also had sex with um, Azim in the past. Xavier now is with um, Boma. 
because he always envisioned that he, it's a way for him to keep seeing Donna. At the long run, we found out that what's her name? Donna also went back to find comfort in the arms of Xavier. Jesus Christ. It was a whole lot of things. And how this entire thing came to came to everybody's realization was the fact that when Boma found out that Donna and Xavier had something in the past, which Donna failed to mention at all, their own friendship dynamics scattered. And Boma went into depression, you know, and then she went out one day and one thing led to another. Um, she lied that the way she looks is because she's sick. And guess what? This woman did not lie about anything else. She went to lie that she has cancer, that she has leukemia. So, um, what's his name? Xavier being all the Xavier, because I don't even know what that guy really is about. Now decided to come and be checking on her. That's how they started banging. He now went in an attempt to use that as an opportunity to see Donna, called Donna, and told Donna that, have you heard that your best friend is not feeling fine? Meanwhile, Boma had called Fade to tell Fade that she asked just for her, do you know what happened last night? Blah, blah, blah. That's how it was her name. Donna now called Kazim, um, Azim rather, Azim now started. The way he was acting shifty, shifty from the office, me already knew that something was up because he was being, you know, are you there? What's that was? I'm coming. The missing he was doing. The guy could not, like, he could not string his proper words together anymore. That's how he ran and went to Boma's house. Everybody goes, oh, are you sick? Why are you sick? What, what, what? Xavier also came with fruit baskets. And everybody's like, I don't understand. Um, Azim had told his wife, Donna, that he had a busy day. So how, inside your busy day, you now found time to come and say, hey, yeah, she's sick. We have to be here for her. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. As Xavier came back, Xavier left that morning. And Poma was looking, looking at him like, how are you back? Did you say you had a busy day that you wanted to leave for? He said, eh, I couldn't have left you now. And then she's like, why did you call her? And I said, because she's your best friend. I couldn't have left it like that. That's how Fade walked into the house. Kiki. Kiki was so dramatic. Stupidly dramatic. And she's like, ah, why is everybody's face like this? Boma was cutting this stupid Kiki eye. <laughs> the woman did not call that. My friend, my friend is lying, you know. That's how everything almost cut out. Boma had to carry Fade into the bathroom to go and tell her that um, this thing, a player, the play. Trust Kiki now. Fade insulted Boma's life. Like, of all the people to come and lie this kind of life for his stupid Xavier. Xavier that is still in love. That all the while, and the guy, all the while he was there sitting down beside Boma and be, you know, are you fine? Are you okay? What do you need? Do you need food? He was cutting eye at Donna. Like, are you people stupid? Like, that entire friendship dynamic was just bad. But what I actually want to draw points from is Donna. Donna is the one married to Azim and she's a is it life coach or whatever coach that she is? And it just made me remember how people who are always giving advice to other people, they never have a good life. They're always in that shitty situation that they can never pull themselves out of. I don't know how that thing ends up happening. It's not with one person. I've seen like a couple of people who offer like premium advice. So I'm not joking, like good advice to other people. When it comes down to their own lives, they are like, yeah, very stupid. Exactly. They are actually very stupid. Because how are you with Azim that is a wife beater? Like the guy used to beat her. Are you people mad? Like Azim used to... And then when, when um, the thing came out, Fadeh was like, ah, Boma looks at um, Azim and he was being, you know, you know me. You know me. I can never beat a woman. What, 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 what
um oh my god blood sisters yes where the best friends of the guy is never seen the toxic traits of their friends because you're too close to it sometimes you see something as normal like some 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 things they say that may come out as really toxic you don't see that thing for yourself because you're wondering oh is this person i know now and a joke in the joke nana bands so boma was all like no i don't think i've ever seen that side of you but it turns out that azim was actually a wife beater used to be the wife and show love and whatnot and whatnot and you know xavier was all eh, and the only thing that you have going for you is your money and i hear this over and over again it is not their fault it's just like when some people take a diss at davido for being an obu not be me say make your papa no rich and i i think it's annoying that rich people are always getting that um that sentiment thrown at them it is sad that our own parents didn't have a certain kind of inheritance one way for us but i don't think that anybody should be telling people oh it's it's your father's money it's not your money the only time that i feel like that kind of argument can be justified is when somebody who hasn't made money for themselves is coming to take a are you for being hard working or trying to have five naira where the 15 naira that they have is the money that somebody else has given to them i think that's the only time that that argument is justified because you are working for your money no matter how little it is you worked hard for that money so no wealthy person who hasn't worked a day in their life or who didn't attain that wealth on their own should be taking that kind of this at you in the same way Nobody should ever be telling anybody, oh, it's not your money, the father's money. So if it's not that money, eh? Your papa give you money too. You said you go live large. Do you get? So yeah, I I don't like that. But Donna was stupid in, you know, being a coach and not being able to take herself out of that her situation. I think she got pregnant. That pregnancy, I, I doubt if it's for her husband's self. I think it's still for Xavier. Xavier was just a stupid human being that was obsessed, which I don't know if I blame. Well, I blame Donna for not telling Boma that, oh, see, I have had sexual relation with this person. And I also blame her for introducing somebody she was well aware that he was interested, he's still interested in her, to her friend. That is all shade of, I don't know, it's just really somehow, how do you introduce somebody that you know is interested in you to your close friends? That does not make sense. Like, what do you think was going to happen? And you know that that guy is obsessed. Like, he's going to keep coming back. Even with the introduction, she was still going back to have sex with him. So, it doesn't make sense to me. Now, Fade, the job that told her Fade was that she was getting close to 30, I'd be 40. And she was still behaving like a child. Well, she was very high energy (laughs) in that movie. And I think that's um, Kiki in real life, you know. But, um, I don't know. She was also, she knew that um, Boma had slept with azim and she was constantly having an affair with azim as well so he was just somehow but i think it's boma self because she knew that donna was married like you're married to my friend my so-called best friend that my other best friend is constantly having sex with all of them were just really somehow in that movie but i think the most person that I was even most angry at is azim because you were having an affair um, you went to bribe um, Xavier with money to stay away from Donna because you knew that somehow, somehow the baby is still in love with this person. I don't even know why people do that. 
well, I think I do. People get married to people they are not actually in love with. Their financial security as it is. But it's just really weird. You know you are still in love with this person and you keep the person close and you're not getting married to the person because it's one thing to not want to get married for love and that's your personal business, like whatnot. But you now bringing that person to your close friend means that you still want to keep that person around, around you, which is really weird. Then Bomatsu, like, see the person that you went through all that nonsense to say you have leukemia, you gave yourself cancer. You do not even think about any other sickness that is even mild. Talk about cancer. You know, Donna being done, and Donna called her family. And <laughs> told her family that Boma is dying, Boma has cancer. So the movie ended with family members at the door crying and wailing that Boma is dying, Boma is dying. So it was just really weird. Like, Boma was supposed to be, she, she was rich, she had money, she had everything. So you couldn't think about um, going to find love anywhere else. It's stupid Xavier that you knew was still obsessed. Like, she knew, it's not like she did not know. But somewhere in her mind, she kept telling herself that, no, that maybe if I keep him hidden from Donna, he wouldn't want to go back to Donna. It was just really shitty. But anyway, I still recommend it. <laughs> go and watch it. It's on Netflix. It's simple like, um, thank me later. You need to see the drama for yourself. So maybe you would understand what I mean. But yeah, um, now finally, the final thing I want to talk about before we bring this podcast to a close is the idea that um people always think that they must give birth i know that you know the bible says go into the world and multiply and all that and all that but i i don't think that anybody should be giving birth to children if you are a stupid person now let me make it make sense what i'm trying to say is every day i see teenage moms i see teenage fathers and these are I'm not saying that all of them are bad, but I'm saying that these are practically children who are now trying to raise children. Like you're a child trying to raise a child. What impact do you think you're going to give onto that child? Which is one. The second thing is you're an adult, you're in your 30s and you have everything going for you. You're married and you think that the next thing for you to do is to give birth. You, when they obey traffic law, you, when they insult your neighbor, you maybe say they do a long up and now you will not know anything. You basically don't have respect for people. You don't respect law. You don't respect anything. There is no sense in you. You can't impact any knowledge into anybody. Or you don't know enough to take care of a child. But you think that the next thing for you to do is to give birth? What are you going to teach that child? Like, what exactly are you going to teach that child? So I see people over and over coming on to say, oh, uh, I give birth, I give birth. It's not about giving birth though. And then the last category are the people who have sex without protection. They are not ready for childbirth. They are not ready to take care of a baby, but they go on and, t- and bring that baby to life because they are thinking about their brother or their sister or their cousin or their uncle, uncle's money. So they are making plans for babies on top of somebody else's money. So it's me that cannot have sex without under my bee. Or me, I cannot give birth and look for somebody else I'll take care of my child for me, Abby. People need to start being responsible for their actions. You cannot bring a child on account of somebody else's money. Without that person's knowledge, the person who you're bringing a child into the world for, do you think they don't have a problem of their own? Like, if everybody were to be that irresponsible and giving birth up and down with an account of, oh, my father is going to take care of the baby for me. Your father can't die now. Who go take care of that baby? 
That's how children end up on the streets, going from one place to another, uncared for because of your stupid decision. So it is not by force to give birth. I have no idea why people are constantly going to be giving themselves headache by bringing a child into the world. Going into the world and multiply. Don't me say, make you go into the world, multiply. You can't keep that baby for street, though. Don't be waiting God talk with that, though. Now, I am more pain about this because a couple of days ago, um, a video surfaced on Instagram where a child was sexualized by a comedian. They practically um, demonstrated that a three or a four-year-old child was being raped by the landlord. And they thought it was a funny conversation or a funny topic, something to make fun of. When a lot of people came and started clamoring for them to take down our post, even after five days, they refused to take down the post. All because of what? They were chasing views and they wanted to trend. It got me asking, what kind of a human being are you that you would think that it is funny to sexualize a child you did the whole acting and everything and everything and then the, the skit ended i keep asking what message were they trying to pass across with that video and they would come and say oh it's joke now the most people i even had the problem with were the parents of that child and then the people who liked it do you know how many people liked that video i'm asking again what exactly did they find funny in that video that they went ahead to like the video are there all pedophiles because certainly they have to be all pedophiles. If you don't see that um, raping a, a child is pedophilic, then it means that it is something you're doing and you think it is funny. And they came on again to say, oh, it's a joke. Oh, the joke that we are doing is um, a wicked landlord and tenant. How does a wicked landlord and tenant concern sexualizing a child? How is that a funny topic of conversation to be having in this era that we are in? How is that funny in any regard? And then I saw another video after that where they showed the baby and the mother that, that she's fine. I'm, I'm saying that is not the point. The point is, when they did that video and put it out, what were they gaming for? Other, other people will see it and be happy that, oh, a landlord has taken a child into the room. And then, lo and behold, it was a teenage mom. A teenage mom who is also a child. Because if you're not a child, how stupid can you get that they come to collect your child to do a skit where they're sexualizing your child? to put on the internet i don't have anything against people wanting to give birth to. it's like when i was talking about people who don't have money should not be having sex people came and said oh so now i'm i'm discriminating against poor people no that's not it the ballpoint of that conversation was that if you don't have the financial capability to handle or the emotional bandwidth to handle the aftermath of you having sex say to say you contract a disease or you get pregnant or you something happens if you don't have the financial capability or the mental bandwidth for it, why are you having sex? It's the same way I'm asking. If you don't have the financial capability to raise a child, why are you bringing a child into the world? If you don't have sense as a human being, why are you bringing a child into the world? What are you going to impact that child? In the same vein, I see other videos where teenage moms are with Yahoo baby daddies, and they are showing these children a life that they think is a good life. Like, what are you bringing that child to learn? That it is okay to defraud people. In the same vein, I see mothers sitting down with people in a bar with a baby and giving them star or giving them smoke. What exactly are you gaming for? To make your child high or give your child a life? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. If you are a stupid person, you have no regard for people. How are you going to train your child to have regard for people? Because apparently you are no kunu. How are you? What? Where are you going to get that sense from? In the same vein, I see 
mothers who encourage their children to insult the neighbors or to play pranks that they think is funny on the neighbors or you introduce your children to charms or introduce your children to cheating exam if your teacher teaches you something you don't know what exactly is your plan for that child for the future so if we are clamoring oh government government is not doing this government is not doing that what is your contribution to the country what have you done that is so good how are you helping the society move forward you know this money matter that happened that opos attendance became devilish which in a way i can justify that some of them were also buying cash so it was difficult for them to also give us for the old rates which is understandable some of those prices were fair now for those other people who were charging outrageous prices such as giving fifty thousand naira for uh, fifteen thousand or twenty thousand naira i still maintain my fact that if those kind of persons get into government today they're going to do worse than what buari is doing they're going to do worse than what other politicians are doing currently so now opportunity makes some people still if you say they be good people if you get into a position i believe that you are also going to do that same thing because wherever where you are right now you're not doing something good you're cheating people as a small hr staff that you are you are collecting out of your your your, your employee salary because you feel oh as a hr i should take a cut from it you have a company you're running you're not paying people the actual rate they're supposed to be earning you are a thief you're a market woman you are giving people half of what they are paying you for because you feel eh now my market now now me won't sell them any amount where i won't sell them you are a thief and you're not better than buari for every sphere that you are you are a house manager you are collecting charges for something that somebody else has paid for you are a thief as every sphere of your life if you're in that position and you're not doing the right thing because you've been given small power or small chance to become a leader and tomorrow i go to shout say buari is this you say go open your mouth wow buari so and so you are the buari that we have you are part of the problem that we have do you understand what i mean if you are a shitty human being please save us by not bringing another shitty human being into the world i'm sorry to that child because a child does not have a brain of their own yet to understand what is happening it is what shitty parents teach that child that makes that child act shitty so again i'm not even going to blame the child but those of the people you are seeing right now constituting this nuisance in society are because their parents are stupid people because if you're not a stupid person you won't raise a stupid human being so i beg you if you don't have anything to give a child wisdom wise financial wise don't bring a child they don't give a word for how many children you've brought into the world again bible say go into the world and multiply not before you because you know get sense apparently so not before you did they tear down one go into the world and multiply and a person will get sense at least if you don't get money get wisdom now if you don't get wisdom get more sense when you impact this person's life so if you are bringing a child that um another way you and pay the bills you lie you because now me no fit bring child or now me no fit responsible and say oh i'm getting old i must give birth you must not oh yeah it is not a must you must not you don't have to must they did not give you mandate the mandate is not for you it's not for you at all leave people that uh, have sense to impact onto a child eh to must you that must is not for you lastly um there's a lot of things <laughs> going on on the internet the first one being that 
my president, my personal president, Chimamanda, wrote an open newsletter last week. The amazing thing about this newsletter, um, not a newsletter, she wrote an article, rather. I'm used to saying newsletter. Uh, she wrote an article um, last week. And the amazing thing about this article was that he asked the same questions that every one of us have been asking. She's actually not the first person to have said this, but I think it is because of her platform and what she stands for that makes this article what it is. Now, I've done a couple of podcasts where I talked about the international community being two-faced. Um, so you clamor and say, oh, we want, we want Africa to get better. We want leadership for Africa. But is that really the truth? Do you guys want Africa to stand on their feet? Because you know that when they do stand on their feet, whatever you're benefiting from these African countries is not going to come to you anymore. So what did they do? They are there to say, if you have problems, seek for help from international community. If you are so and so, come to us, we help you. But the moment that our president-elect was given certificate of return, the U.S. president, along with some other presidents outside of the country, all started sending congratulatory messages to Tinubu. And so that newsletter was actually titled, Why are you people congratulating? In my own words, though, why are you people congratulating a thief and a criminal? Because you guys saw everything, you witnessed everything that happened with that presidential elections. So the senatorial and the House of Rep went smoothly. The counting, everything was fine. But for a reason, to transmit results for the presidential error code, network issue, um, beavers have problem. Till today, some results have not yet been uploaded. But you guys sat down there and sent congratulatory messages to Tinubu. So the amazing thing about it is that I am happy that um, Chimamanda has always took the bold step to ask the hard questions, same as with everybody. And I I see that Tinubu's um, urchins are there on social media saying all sorts of nonsense. And yesterday, Chimamanda was on Arise TV again, where she called them, she basically called them illiterates. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like this is the point where, again, I am asking, where is um, Tinubu? Where is your president-elect? If this is not a repeat of what happened with Yaradua, then I don't know what this is. Because... At that time, when Yaradua was away, shortly after he got elected, it was the same Tinubu and his people that were shouting, where is our president-elect? Our president-elect cannot be... Oh, now it's his turn. And people are not allowed to ask questions. I think last week as well, some people were in Abuja here doing protests that people are not congratulating him, Tinubu. If you people are proud of your win and your nonsense that you did, why are you so bothered that people are not congratulating your president-elect? If you got in there through the right means, nobody will be making this noise that we are making. We have all accepted it. But you people went the route of thuggery, voter suppression, intimidation, and violence. And now you have a president-elect that has suddenly disappeared. Anyway, I don't want to talk too much, but I am here to tell you people that you see this country as we are in. Last, last, last. One day, one day, we will get whatever we want from this country. If they like, may they use juju. In the light made one day, one day, we will have a president that we, the people, have installed into power. Not necessarily because the, the people have manipulated results from all over the places. So yeah, um, I also wrote a newsletter this week titled Parenting 101, Raising Kids in the Digital Age. Yes, that. So if you haven't read it, please check 
Maranatha, Abutu Substack or Rave Notes on Substack, you would be able to get that. It's a very funny and um, insightful um, article. I wrote about my time between 2005, 2000 and 2005 when we used to live in Lagos and you know what parenting used to be and what it is now. Give it a read, subscribe to my newsletter and also please subscribe to my YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to have a video this week but still please subscribe or encourage me by subscribing so that I would keep making more videos. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you have a lovely weekend. See you next week. Bye-bye.